All right. Good morning, everybody. How are you? Here's a question um, that doesn't have anything to do with anything that's coming uh, afterwards. Have you ever had a night where you, you just didn't sleep? Me too. Uh, last night, Jane, I went to, to bed kind of early, and at 1 o'clock in the morning, I just woke up. And you know how you wake up and you're like, uh-oh, this is one of those wake-ups where I'm not going back to sleep anytime soon. So anyway, it's one of those, and I decide because I'm such a good husband, I'm not going to sit in this bed, lay in this bed, and toss and turn. I'll go to the couch. So I snuck out of the room and took a book with me, and I read for a little while. And as, I, as I'm, I'm laying there reading, my dog comes out, and she, she comes out, and she lays down beside me. And I thought, you know, this dog, she just loves me. You know, here we are in the, the watches of the night, and you know, she's just going to kind of look after me, and she goes to sleep, and after a little while, um, I start to drift off, and here's the problem, okay? You know, there's a problem. My dog is about this big, and she's about 3,000 years old, so she goes to sleep, and then right when I go to sleep, she goes into a deep sleep, and then I get <laughs> all night long. So I tell you that because if you have the audacity to fall asleep in my sermon today, I'm not going to call you out, all right? I'm going to come and snuggle right up beside you. <laughs> and we're going to look like two passengers on an airplane, you know, for the whole day. So. Well, anyway, having said that, I do want to give you a heads up. Um, today's sermon is destined to be a real bummer. Um, you know, if you came to church today, you're new or perhaps you're regular and you're thinking, you know, I need to pick me up. I need a lift. I need an encouragement. Um, I'm going to have to disappoint you because today's theme is joy, right? We are talking about joy today, um, and, and joy is just everyone's favorite thing, right? I mean, we love joy, and the good, good news about joy today is when it comes to the Word of God, joy is everywhere in Scripture. Um, it's, it's incredible, either the word joy or it's, uh, you know, variations of rejoice, enjoy, rejoicing. The, the references are incredible. And so one thing I, I just want you to know, I want to say this up front and let this sit as we go through the sermon, is that joy is presented to us in Scripture as a staple of the Christian life. Um, it is something that is supposed to be a real part of us because we belong to Jesus Christ. Um, that, that's why joy is a fruit of the Spirit. It, it's just supposed to be, it, it's just supposed to be there and to be a part of us. But the real question is, what is joy exactly? What is joy? And so, as, just as we warm up, I want to I give you a few ways that joy comes at us in Scripture. Um, one way is that, that joy often appears as a prayer. Um, something that is sought by someone from God. Romans 15, 13, which will end up being our benediction in a little bit later, uh, says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, joy shows up as a command in Scripture. Paul is famous for this. Um, the book of Philippians alone, man, he is just commanding joy uh, uh, us toward that. Uh, Philippians 3.1 is a great example. Philippians 4.4, 4, brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. Or rejoice in the Lord always. 
I will say it again, rejoice. Um, Joy is a stone-cold fact in Scripture. Like in Romans 14, 17, the kingdom of God is not just a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And then, of course, we know this. Joy everywhere in Scripture is a deeply longed-for experience and reality in people's life. Um, David displays this beautifully. Uh, Psalm 51, 12, restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. That's all a good start, but we're going to go a lot further with joy today. So let's pray and dig in. Father, uh, last week we, we prayed and we asked you to awaken us to our first love. And we asked you to fill us with your love to overflowing. That's my prayer today for joy, that you would awaken us and you would awaken your joy within us. God, that you would, you would as, as we hear about joy, that you would fill us to overflowing with joy in Jesus' name. Thank you for this time, God, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, uh, we cannot really talk about joy without bringing up joy's distant cousin, um, a pleasant little thing known as happiness. And and I want to say a word about both joy and happiness together. Um, Both of these are positive things. Can we agree on that? Um, Hard to find somebody who goes, oh, I just don't want to be happy in life, or oh, just I can do without joy, right? These are both positive. They are wanted they are welcome in our lives. Um, these are things we, we seek after, we long for. But we have to know this. When it comes to happiness and joy, in Scripture at least, they are not the same things. Um, they are actually quite different. So, so we're going to take a look at each. And, of course, we'll start with happiness. Um, say a few things that you probably already know. When you take the word happy, what that means in our lives, happiness is to have a sense of pleasure. Um, it is to be glad, cheerful, um, to, to be very positive. Uh, we use words like delighted and pleased when it comes to happiness. And I want you to know that happiness in Scripture is a good thing. Um, there's no reason to besmirch happiness or step on happiness to get to joy or, or bemoan it in any way. Uh, we enjoy happiness. Um, Hopefully, we enjoy happiness more often than not. Um, I hope for every one of you that when you look back at the end, you can say, I had a happy life. But here's the thing about happiness. It does have some limitations, and happiness does, it can have a dark side to it. So let me give you the limitations with happiness. Um, The first one is that happiness is an emotion. All right, now emotions are good things, right? Emotions tell us how we're doing inside. But the problem with with emotions is that they are all temporary. Emotions come and they go in our lives. You know, no one is sad all the time or happy all the time or, you know, upset all the time. They kind of come and go. And the reason they do this is that human emotions are tied to earthly events, okay? They, They are responses to what is happening around us. Uh, People, uh, things, circumstances, situations. And so in the case of happiness, what happens is when things go well, 
and circumstances work out, we are happy. Um, when we have positive interactions with people, when things are going really well at home, we're happy. You know, when, when we train hard and we win, or we work hard and we succeed, we're, we're happy. Um, when we close on a house, when we buy a new car, typically we are happy, right? It's good so far. But here's the thing. When those circumstances change, um, when people misbehave, when good stuff kind of goes in our life, happiness tends to go right along with it because it's tied to earthly things. That's why that song that we all loved a few years ago, you know, that song by Bobby McFerrin, Don't Worry, Be Happy, I, I want you to know that song is actually a crock. That, that song is not true. Um, well, why not? Okay, let's do it. Here's a little song I wrote. You might want to sing it note for note. Don't worry. Be happy. Okay, Bobby, we're with you so far. We like the song. This is positive. It's happiness. Uh, ain't got no place to lay your head. Somebody came and took your bed. Don't worry. Be happy. Oh, it gets, it gets better than that. It gets better. Landlords say your rent is late. He might have to litigate. Don't worry. Be And then the end. This is the best. Ain't got no cash, ain't got no style, ain't got no gal to make you smile. Don't worry. Be Listen, Bobby, Bobby, hold on. You just told me that someone stole my furniture. I'm on my way to court. I'm flat broke, right? Uh, I don't have any fashion sense, and I'm out of relationship. I'm all alone. According to the song, everything is going wrong in my life. I can't be happy. Why? Because happiness is dependent on earthly things. That's how it works. <laughs> okay. All right, I did ask for that. All right, that's fine. That's, that's fine. I, I did ask for that. Okay. But see... Just to understand, it, it, happiness is tied to those things that happen in our lives by definition, biblically. And, and so that's actually where we can run into the dark side of happiness. When we as people, we need everything to always go right in our lives and work out all the time. And we, we begin to orient our lives around happiness. Have you ever known people like that? I mean, it does happen when we fall into this place where we're like, you know, I, if I just had, have you ever done this? If I just had this, then I'd be happy. If I just had that, if, if I just lived there, if I just got this promotion, you know, if, if I just ran with this group of people. I run into this a, a lot with marriage counseling and never here, so this is none of you. But, you know, you sit down with, with a couple and you say, okay, why are you guys in real trouble here? You know, what's going wrong? Why, why do you want to end this thing? I can't tell you how many times I've heard one, one or maybe both say, because my spouse doesn't make me happy. Or we thought if we just had kids, then we would be happy. 
And, and that's about trying to orient our lives or bring those things in so that we're happy. You know, I, I think of the NASCAR drivers that, that I used to work with. You know, here are guys, all right, their whole life has been about the pursuit of an earthly dream. And I mean, these kids, four or five years old, they're on, on the track in go-karts working their way to the show. If I could just make, make it in the NASCAR track, get to that upper series, be one of those 32 drivers, and they get there, right? I mean, they are on national television every week. There's a whole group of people, race fans. They know your name. You're famous. And even, by the way, the poorest of those guys that never win, they have more money than you and I could ever imagine. They've got it all. And yet time and time again, as their pastor, as their chaplain, what I would run into is the same thing. Emptiness. They hit a brick wall of disappointment because their happiness was tied to circumstances. And either the circumstances didn't work out or they got everything they wanted, but happiness just didn't stay. It didn't hang on. And so, so by the way, no offense to our founding fathers who, who wanted us to enjoy the pursuit of happiness. I do think they meant the word joy, by the way, when they said that. But, but the pursuit of happiness for you and I as people, it's fleeting, it's fickle. It, it, it dissipates right before us. Joy, on the other hand, okay? Joy is not tied to earthly circumstances. Joy is not dependent on how somebody treats you. Joy, we see in Scripture, it is in the Lord. Joy is a state of deep delight and contentment and gladness. It, it is well-being and it is a gift to us from God. It is. Every believer, it is a gift. That, that's why uh, Galatians 5.22 says that, that joy is a fruit of the Spirit. And it's telling us that joy comes from the vine. In other words, joy comes directly from God. First uh, Thessalonians 1.6, do we really need the Holy Spirit in our lives? Well, consider this, joy is given to all believers by the Spirit of God. Again, this is why we want to, want to have a good theology of the Holy Spirit. Isaiah 58.14, again, joy is not just from the Lord, joy is in the Lord. And that's why so many times um, in Scripture we read that people encounter God in worship and the Word of God, or they recall what God has done, and they erupt in joy. Joy wells up within them. They burst into shouts of joy, songs of joy. Sometimes they even dance for joy. Not like this, I'm sure, you know, but, but, the, but they even dance for joy, um, like David, for example, in, in uh, 2 Samuel 6, it says, David danced with all his might as others shouted and worshiped before the ark of God. Why? Well, the ark of God, they were in the presence of God. God was their focus. God was their reality. And, and joy was their experience. And you know, we, we read this in the Psalms over and over again. Psalm 1611 is a great example. Lord, you fill me with joy in your presence. And because worship is meant to be a lifestyle, 
You know, not just what we do for an hour with Marvin on Sunday or every now and then maybe it erupts in a small group. But worship is meant to be a lifestyle for you and I. This makes joy unlike happiness. It just tells us again that joy is not fickle. It is not fleeting. It, you know, it's not like the tide. It, it comes in when things are good, but then joy dis, uh, disappears or goes right back out when, when things are bad. And that's why so often we read about Christians, maybe in history, in Scripture, that they have incredible joy in the midst of persecution. In the midst of trials, they have great joy. Two examples, uh, 2 Corinthians 6.10, we live on, says Paul, beaten and yet not killed. Sorrowful, which means not happy, yet always rejoicing. 1 Thessalonians uh, 1.6 again, you welcomed the message in the midst of severe suffering and with the joy given by the Holy Spirit. So th this thing, joy, is beautiful. It's everlasting. It, it, it has the ability to stand to be a part of us no matter what the day brings. So, so it, it's a beautiful thing. All of that is well and good, but then here's the question. Why does there seem to be such a shortage of joy among so many Christians today? Well, I think it boils down to a number of scriptures, but I'll give you one as an example. I think it all boils down to scriptures like Isaiah 58, 14, which says, you will find your joy in the Lord. Meaning, when our eyes, our attention, and our focus is on the Lord no matter where we are, no matter what is going on. When our focus is on him, joy is our experience. Take worship, for example, since we just finished a little section of worship. Have you ever noticed that your experience in worship is radically different when you lock on to the words that are being sung the words that are being spoken, the prayers being prayed, have you ever noticed there is a real difference in your worship experience? Because when, when we focus on, you know, and there, there are times, you know, we, we've all been there before, we're in worship and maybe our head is over here, but, you know, we're, we're still able to, joyful, joyful, we adore thee. But we're somewhere else, but there are other times when, man, we are there, joyful, joyful, we adore thee. It just, you get swept up in it, joy overtakes you. Joy happens when our focus is on the goodness of God. Joy happens to us when we really connect with, with our Savior, when we come into His presence. And that's why in Scripture, you see that pattern over and over and over again. Um, the pattern is in, in the Psalms especially, but you'll, you'll, the writer calls everyone's attention to who God is. He reminds everybody of what God has done, what God is doing, and what God will do, and it always ends the same way. They shout for joy, they sing for joy, they dance for joy, again, because when God is your focus, joy is your experience. I think that also, well, I know that also happens the other way as well. Um, it is incredible that nothing robs our joy like the wrong focus. And this can happen to all of us. Hey, if, if you answer yes to one of these today, 
This happens to all people, but we do this sometimes as believers. You know, we, we, we focus on our problems instead of on the one who is the solution, the one who has all the answers. You know, we, 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 sometimes we focus on our wounds, our scars, on our pain, instead of just turning to the one who is our healer, focusing on the one who is our healing and our great physician. You know, sometimes we, we focus on our troubled past. You know, some of us can't get over what we used to be, and we all oh, look back with regret. Oh, you know, we're caught in a troubled past instead of looking to the one who is our glorious future and, and, and promises us a glorious future. We do this a lot today. We focus sometimes on wars and rumors of wars, right? Instead of the Prince of Peace who has come to, 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 to minister peace to us in every situation. You know, sometimes we, we as believers, we focus on negative words. Okay, Dr. Seuss. Negative words spoken here, there, and everywhere by everyone instead of on the one who is the word of life and speaks the words of life. Here's a painful one. Um, sometimes we just tune into the wrong news source, right? And, and, you know, we all need the daily news, but, man, sometimes we just get so tuned into ABC, NBC, CNN, Fox News, I mean, all these other news sources, instead of putting our focus on the good news of Jesus Christ which brings all this hope, peace, what God is doing, what God is saying to us in his word, what God is speaking to the church right now by his Holy Spirit. That's what I love about the first church. You know, this is a group of people who they are going through it. Um, you know, we read about the victories and we get the highlight reel, the ESPN victories, but boy, when you read it deeply, they are going through suffering and persecution. I mean, why in the world do they keep at it? Well, the reason is they are people who have a singular focus. They do. And they are filled to overflowing with the joy of their, their salvation given by the Holy Spirit. The first church, I mean, you know, they've got nothing that we have. You know, I can get a message to every one of you through Breeze in two seconds on your cell phone. I won't do it right now because I want your attention here. But, you know, we've got every convenience, every conveyance these days. These guys have almost nothing, and yet they were world changers through whom the Holy Spirit worked to build his church and to make Jesus Christ known. And hopefully we can all agree that today the church needs a little bit of rebuilding. You know, that, that we, we need some rebuilding after we come out of this kind of tough time. I think we, we also want to agree with Scripture that there is still a harvest of lost people all around us. There's something else that you've probably noticed. There's also a whole group of, of, of either bored or very disillusioned Christians out there as well. well. I'll tell you this, nothing calls out to the lost and the discouraged like people who are filled to overflowing with the love of God from last week and are also filled with the joy of their salvation given by the Holy Spirit. That's who we want to be in these days. 
And so I just want you to know this. If you're a person, we talked about sin a couple of weeks ago. We really focused on that. If you are struggling with sin, you know, you feel like, man, I'm addicted. I'm, you know, I, I did this. I shouldn't have done that. Jesus Christ on the cross got over your sin, and he calls you to do the same. Confess it. Walk away from it. Be cleansed, forgiven, free. If you are hurting and wounded inside, open yourself to the healing of Jesus Christ. Invite the Holy Spirit to, to, to heal your wounds, right? To, 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 and, and that's kind of emptying us and healing us. And listen, if you're a person who's like a lot of Americans where, you know, you're just so busy trying to control your life. And by the way, if you're doing that, you're probably trying to control everybody else's life as well. Those two tend to go together. Give the reins of that up to God Surrender yourself. And this is what we want to do in this series. We want to surrender ourselves to the work of God in this generation. Surrender ourselves to the person of the Holy Spirit. Jane and I have a prayer. I don't know where she is. I lost her. She's praying here somewhere. But we have this prayer that we've just been praying lately, and it's so much fun. And it's so simple. Anybody can learn it. I promise you won't forget it. The prayer we've been praying lately is, Jesus, we give everything and everyone to you. Holy Spirit, we give everything and everyone to you. God the Father, we give everything and everyone to you. I invite you to do that. You know, so much of the stuff that jams us up and takes our joy, it is not worth it. It's not worth the emotion. It, most of it won't even matter tomorrow. But we have eternity before us, and we have a great commission, and we have this, this greatest commandment we are called into, and we have this birthright as God's people of joy. I don't want to miss it. Joy is our favorite thing for a reason. So let me pray that for us right now, just over us. Oh, Father God, we, we adore you. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you for this so many times in my life. I thank you that you did not save us only so we could experience breaking the tape at the finish line later on. I thank you that, that you did not rescue us for an eternity later, but for an eternity right now. I thank you that eternal life begins when we say yes to Jesus Christ. God, I thank you too that we are all works in progress, that, that every one of us, Lord, we, we've got places where we're incomplete, places where we're, we're missing this or that, places in us that are broken. Well, you have come to, to transform us along the way, to to, Lord, to renew us, to make us, to shape us. And we thank you again, like we did last week, that fruit takes a while to grow. But God, we don't want to miss any, any fruit of the Spirit. We do not. So Lord, continue as we go through. Minister your love to every one of us and help us to be able to receive your love in Jesus' name. Father, fill us with your joy. Father, whether, whether it's a joy that comes upon us or that joy we read of in Scripture that bubbles up within us, Father, we, we want to be those who, who walk through this world and heads turn because of the, the love and the joy that we radiate and we speak with and we serve with and, and that we relate with. Father, have your way. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, make your joy very real to us. We pray in Jesus' name, amen.